This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Kate Roberts is the founder and director of Youth Aids and Five and Alive, two marketing programs implemented by Population Services International, where she is a vice president. Founded in 2001, Youth Aids is a global education and prevention initiative that uses media, pop culture, music, theater, and sports to stop the spread of HIV-AIDS and reach 600 million young people in more than 60 countries with life-saving messages, products, services, and care. In 2002, Youth Aids partnered with MTV to produce the Staying Alive Concert, a $3 million production broadcast worldwide and featured on all major news channels. She spoke with Knowledge at Wharton about cause-related marketing, the Indian film industry, leadership, and an event in Africa that changed her life, among other topics. Our guest today is Kate Roberts, founder of Youth Aids. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Before you started Youth Aids, you've had a background in marketing. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your career before Youth Aids? Sure. Um, well, I was about six years in advertising before I uh, went to PSI, which is Population Services International. Youth Aids is a program of PSI. And um, I focused it on youth and uh, how, to, how to develop advertising programs targeted to youth. So some of my products were cigarettes, bubble gum, soda pop, liquor, all the things that damage young people. And um, I used a lot of media and pop culture to reach those young people with these messages to sell products. I've read in a piece in the Washington Times, uh, uh, the Washington Post, that that you had this epiphany when you were in Africa Mm -hmm. that, that changed your life. Tell us about that. Well, what happened was uh, this incredible individual, his name is Michael Holscher, contacted me in Romania when I was at Saatchi and Saatchi, Romania, to ask me to donate my time on a pro bono basis to develop the first AIDS campaign, a national AIDS campaign in Romania. And the situation in Romania, which is obviously very poor, is he had very little resources to fund the campaign. So on agreeing to do this pro bono work, I also looked at which clients that I had and thought it might be smart to get them involved in funding the campaign. Because I was involving media and musicians and actors and models in the campaign, it was actually an incentive for these corporations to come forth and help with this social campaign. I did that for about a year and being so inspired by the work that I was doing, and it was actually for the organization PSI in Romania. I also got a little burnt out trying to juggle my for-profit work with my pro bono non-profit work. So I went to Africa to have a rest. Uh, I took three weeks off and off I went. I went to South Africa and really the moment I touched down, I saw the townships and the devastation of uh, HIV AIDS affecting young people and the sheer poverty that these beautiful African people were living in. So really within about three days, I realized that uh, I wanted to put my marketing uh, expertise towards doing something on a much grander scale and taking the model that I was operating with in Romania and perhaps implementing it uh, on a worldwide basis and finding an existing organization that perhaps would need my help rather than reinventing the wheel. 
What what led you to founding uh, Youth Aids, though? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I realized that my expertise was in youth, and uh, I have a passion for youth. I believe that the young people are obviously our next generation, and I wanted to keep them alive. Um, in in Africa, for instance, th between 30 and 40 percent of people are already infected with HIV, which will mean that the economic situation will drastically change in the in the in the future, and you know, companies such as Coca-Cola were hiring two people in place of the one because they knew that one one person would die. And so for me, it was about taking my uh, knowledge of how to reach these young people with the use of pop culture and fashion and media and sports and fashion and all the things that young people really like and are inspired by and reaching them with life-saving messages rather than these nasty products that will ultimately affect their health. Is that what you call cause-related marketing? Yes, cause-related marketing is the, is the combination of taking a cause, such as youth aids, finding a corporation who wishes to embark on a cause-related marketing campaign, and then building in media and celebrity to get that program out. Uh, I have an example for you, if that would help. Um, we have a program called See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil. It's a program that's funded and spearheaded by Aldo. Aldo is a high street shoe company at low price. And their objective was to increase the traffic going into their stores and ultimately sell more shoes. Uh, our objective was to find a large global corporate sponsor that wanted to sell more products, that was interested in showing the world how much they care about their customer uh, with the disease that affects um, mostly youth. So Aldo worked together with us to, de to develop this campaign. The campaign, which is now run for three years, has raised over... Uh, $3 million and developed 1.5 billion media editorial impressions and has almost uh, increased Aldo's sales by 50%. So it's a huge win-win. Uh, it's a win for the cause, having all of this awareness and funding. And the funding is lightly restricted, so we're able to put the funding in the place where it needs to go to have the most health impact. And for Aldo, it speaks for itself. Uh, we were able to get about 40 A-list celebrities involved that worked pro bono um, in the campaign. And it really increased their bottom line. And that's what we strive to do. And that's what cause marketing is. People are much more likely to buy a product that's associated to a cause than one that isn't. And I think in this day and age with the financial crisis, it's a very smart way of marketing because you're speaking to your customer, you're showing your customer that you care about their health and their needs and their education, and you are helping to promote a global crisis, a health crisis, whether it, you be supporting malaria prevention or uh, waterborne diseases, which is a huge problem with a billion people with no access to clean water, um, and HIV-AIDS, which is one of the biggest crises uh, that we've had in the 21st century. Um, and it's a smart way to do, to do business. It's cheaper to do cause marketing than it is to do regular marketing. 
That, that's really interesting. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned the work you've done in Africa. I, I know in addition to that, you've also uh, done some work in India, which is another country where AIDS is really very serious. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me a little bit about uh, your initiatives in collaboration with the Bollywood, the Indian film industry, mm-hmm. and how that works in with your economic model? Mm-hmm. We have a very large program in India. In fact, it's one of our largest. Uh, with a population of over a billion people, it's it's necessary to find lots of different techniques of reaching the people who need these health products and services the most. Um, HIV-AIDS in India is a bubbling pandemic just wait, waiting to happen. And it's also very controversial. It's uh, talking about sex and how you contract HIV in India is is highly controversial in India. Um, there's also a problem that there is a very large sex trade, um, whether it's girls being trafficked into into uh, commercial sex or uh, you know, prostitutes, we call them commercial sex workers, um, really through necessity going into the business. And we have a very successful program that's been long established, uh, especially in Mumbai, where if you go to the streets at four o'clock, you'll find hundreds of thousands of men crawling around looking for sex. And it's a problem, as we all know, that will really never go away. Uh, we, we have to support it. We have to protect the men who are going to sex workers and the women who are providing the services. And a lot of these people are illiterate. So they're not going to read posters or magazines or and a lot of people don't have television to be able to understand about the issue. So um, to really enhance and help our program in India that has these existing this existing infrastructure that reaches the people with these life-saving messages and products through testing centers, through peer education, through uh, posters and billboards on the truck the truck um, paths uh, at the truck stops. You know, a lot of uh, immigration is a huge issue and it's how people contract HIV. Um, we decided that, the, that a good technique would be to tap into Bollywood, being one of the biggest industries in the world, to reach these uh, people who are af- affected and infected. We we worked with a couple of Bollywood stars, uh, Shahrukh Khan, Shushmita Sen, and Akshay Kumar, and we actually made a film about uh, HIV-AIDS in India with our global ambassador, Ashley Judd, that aired on National Geographic. But moreover, we developed a fictional character that uh, we developed a soap opera around that people didn't know if he was for real or if he was an actor, and we followed his life and how at risk he was. And, of course, he went to a brothel. He led a a little bit of a risky lifestyle. And through that way, we were able to reach almost all of India with these important messages. You referred earlier to the economic slowdown. Uh, uh, Typically, a lot of philanthropic activity is affected during a a recession. Uh, Do you have any plans for how how you might cope with that situation? How would you you adjust your business model? Mm We're actually not going to adjust our business model because it's a business model that works. Um, We provide a platform for all corporations, whether they're big or small. We make a um, tailored plan for those companies based on their objectives. And all objectives are different. So every single project that we work on 
is tailor-made. And this is a, a business model that works for anybody. And whatever their budget, which might be greatly reduced, we can still provide a very effective CSR strategy uh, or cost-related marketing plan. And actually, as I was saying before, I think that these times of recession, uh, it's going to be more interesting for companies to do cost-related marketing because it's much cheaper to do than regular marketing and it makes more business sense. So we're not going anywhere and we in fact are going to build, uh, we have a new program called Five and Alive which is a child survival program that focuses on getting clean water, uh, malaria nets, treated malaria nets um, and nutritional supplements to families all over the world to try to keep their children alive to their fifth birthday, which is the dangerous time. And Five and Alive uh, already has very strong media partnerships and celebrity ambassadors to help us to provide this platform for corporations who perhaps deal with children or sell products to children who might wish to be involved in the program. And uh, uh, thinking back about uh, over the, the, the years that you've been doing this, what would you say is the biggest leadership challenge that you have faced? And how did you overcome it? And what did you learn from it? I would say that the biggest leadership challenge is trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, I don't believe in it at all. I chose to join an existing uh, organization with a track record of providing solid health impact and measurable results, uh, PSI. And the reason I tried to do, I did that is because they needed help to expand on their donor base. Uh, I could have started a brand new organization on my own, but I truly believe that social entrepreneurs should find these uh, gaps in the market where their expertise can go to really good use. Um, I also think that partnership is really, really important. Um, at PSI, we really believe in partnership, and we don't believe in reinventing the wheel and doing something we're perhaps not good at. We'd rather go out and find that expertise in different organizations and then even subgrant those organizations as in partnership. One thing we found with donors is donors really like it if you come hand in hand with other organizations. There are so many new NGOs just popping up all the time that are often worthy, but perhaps they're not big and well known and they could use the help of an existing organization like ours. So we have hundreds of thousands of partnerships around the world. And I think the challenge is just that. It's it's not reinventing the wheel. It's really doing your research and looking at which programs are effective and have measured results. And I think the other challenge is, is proving your health impact. You know, we, we spend a lot of time really researching what works in any one country. It, um, you have to set up programs like the Bollywood program in India that is culturally relevant to that country. What works in India doesn't necessarily work in, in Africa or, or Eastern Europe. So um, it's about being relevant. It's about measuring your health impact and um, partnership. Since the the cause that you're uh, dealing with affects a lot of young uh, people, uh, including high school students, what w would you suggest are some of the ways that people can get involved in supporting what you're doing, especially high school students? Mm -hmm. Well, I would go through to www.youthaids.org, and it actually outlines very clearly what you can do as a student. Um, I spend a lot of time actually speaking to students. I had a great time here today at Wharton uh, talking to the MBA students. And 
I believe that everybody is a social entrepreneur and I really believe in youth. I think that they can change the world and anybody can do anything if they put their mind to it and they find their passion. So um, I would suggest to go to YouthAids but also to go to, go to www.psi.org that also talks about the issues and get educated. Uh, one last uh, question, Kate. Uh, how do you define success? Success in which way? For yourself, for uh -huh. your cause. Well, coming to Wharton's pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> um, success for my cause comes in, in two ways. Um, we're obviously a programmatic organization, and we have grassroots programs in 65 countries around the world. And success is saving lives and being able to measure that. Um, so... That, for me, is success. Uh, success on the commercial side of things is finding champions. And I spend my whole, I've spent my whole career looking for champions, and I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done today without identifying those champions. And um, you have to sell yourself in order to find that champion who's willing to listen to you and believe in you and develop a program with you. So my success is finding other successful people who can be successful on my behalf. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely my pleasure. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.